the state of Wildcat Sports in Durham, coming up next on the Seco Sports Forum. Sherm Tester, along with Sam Bruno, and our special guest today, the Associate Athletic Director of Marketing and Communications for the UNH Wildcats. And Mike Murphy, welcome back to the program. I feel like a regular part of the show, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we appreciate you coming on board, and it's uh, been kind of a busy time for you uh, when it comes to communications and things happening at UNH. And Sam, why don't you delve into it? Well, the Wildcat football season is now history, but uh, certainly important part of Wildcat football history is Sean McDonald uh, and uh, his announced retirement a couple of weeks ago. There's been so many people around the country that have just been pouring in accolades on uh, the coach. Uh, how has that been with you and how has it been handling uh, his retirement? Very surreal, Sam, because it, it isn't as if we haven't talked about what comes after Sean McDonald. It's a conversation. I'm 95% sure Coach Mack didn't know on Thanksgiving Day which way he was going. He's got people, family saying this, alums saying that. Um, but so he, he let me know really very briefly before he told the team. The team was alerted at 7 o'clock in the morning. You know, typical Coach Mack calls a team meeting without telling them why they show up and he's already getting Hey, we have to get ready for the lifting program. You got to do this. You take your hat off. And by the way, guys, you know, this is it for me. And this is all secondhand. I wasn't in the locker room, but I heard that's how he, that's how he was. So he gave everything he had extremely emotional. I encourage anyone um, with any ounce of compassion. If you haven't already seen the YouTube video of the coach Mac press conference, it tells you everything you need to know about a guy whose whole life, whole professional life from college has been devoted to this university and he still will be in many ways devoted to the program and the school just not as the head coach anymore after 23 great years what about some of the player reactions that you've heard were, were they were they shocked were they were they upset what was going on that's been a hard part for coach is some of the players asking why why coach why now why do this you know and so so many of these guys came here to play for him and so it's been difficult for them to understand. And what he has conveyed to them, and he's told me, this isn't, this isn't quitting. You know, this isn't me walking away. This is somebody who's so selfless. He took that longer approach and said, what's best for UNH football? And in his opinion, he said, 66 years old, it's time for somebody else to call the shots for the betterment of the program. So it's in the moment and the emotion, it's so tough for these student athletes, these guys who would live and die with him to understand how could you leave? But knowing he feels in his infinite wisdom, the program is in a better spot with him passing the torch to Rick Santos, then they're all 100% buying in. Okay, you, you, just, you, just, uh, you just mentioned the key name there, Mike. So we're gonna stop you right there and say, tell us about the announcement. Sure, so um, it's one of those, even after the Coach Mack announcement, it was been leaked out, rumored Rick Santos to be the next head coach of the Wildcats. So formerly on December 7th, it was announced to the team. And as we talk here, that's where we are. Um, well, actually, the team knew before. This past weekend, it was a really big recruiting weekend. So from the strategic communication, why do you wait? You wait, number one, because Coach Mack deserved his moment. You announce his retirement and you don't step on those toes. You let him receive the thousands, and I am not even um, exaggerating, thousands of messages over days for him 
to filter through. And congratulations, you are a true legend, a Hall of Famer. Then the weekend was all about the recruits and getting, there was a big recruiting weekend. So the, those players were being told and told not to put it on their social media. So I credit the Wildcats and the future Wildcats. But then it was, let's get to the new week. Let's get it so we can get the national media involved. And that's why Zoom was uh, for the Tuesday afternoon announcement. And now Santos, um, a, ter- a legend as a player and somebody who really showed his chops in 2019 when he's pressed into duty as the interim head coach. Now it is his program, his vision, not him alone, clearly, but the new era begins. What about the coaching staff? Uh, is Ricky going to keep most of that intact or will he be bringing in his own troops or what? Those are the conversations I, I'm sure are happening right now. Uh, he's very close to a number of these coaches. They've been here for a long time, but he's got to assess. Uh, clearly a team that was three and eight doesn't come back 100% intact, but at the same time, it'd be rash to say, let's start over. Let me start making phone calls. You know, there are relationships. Um, there's been success with all these coaches here. But uh, if you're asking me, how do I think it'll look exactly the same come next August when we kick off? No, there'll be some additions, subtractions, some role changes. But a lot of the names I expect to be back. What about recruiting? You brought it up. So let's go there. Have you talked with the Coach Santos about his his type of philosophy of what he's looking for in student athletes? Well, same thing. I mean, UNH football is all about the blue collar, hard work mentality. We do it the right way. I say we as if I have anything to do with it. But when you wear this, that's what Coach Mack preached. That's what Bill Bowes for 27 years before Coach Mack's 23 preached. We may not get the five-star kids but once you get here you'll work hard you'll be part of the team you'll put the we before me and results will come and and that's been demonstrated through the amazing run of 2004 to 17 especially but even 2019 when rick santos was the the interim head coach team was six and five five and three in the league a video overturned probably should have happened in the first game which was a loss at holy cross all revisionist history. It means they were that close to the postseason where they feel they belong. He is not going to change the mentality. He's dynamic. Uh, he approaches each day the way he did as a player. I mean, he's somebody who was fourth on the depth chart in his freshman campaign, then showed up off the bench, beat the defending national champions in Delaware in his first game, followed that up by going to Rutgers and winning the very next one. And then that was the first year, 2004, I'm referring to, where the Wildcats won a playoff game against Georgia Southern and began becoming one of the powers in FCS football. Quarterbacking. Uh, that was a, a major factor this year on the team, losing your starting quarterback at the beginning of the season and then scrambling to figure out who was going to take and fill that role. And, and, and Ricky Santos being a quarterback and being experienced with being, the like you just said, the fourth guy in the, in the, in the line, uh, what do you think his philosophy for next year will be? Or can you even foresee that right now. I believe it's Max Brosmer's job. You know, Max was a true freshman in 2019 during the Coach Santos interim year. And people may forget Brett Edwards, who played a lot this year, played very well at times, suffered injuries. So he wasn't the same quarterback by the middle to the end of the year. He was the opening day starter 2019. The very next week, it was Brosmer. And he was a true freshman at QB. That hadn't happened at UNH, but one other time, Jeff Allen in the 1970s. So Rosemar had his growing pains, but this will be his fourth year in the program. He's only played the one season, you know, 2020, 21 was one game and Max was hurt. Um, and then you had 
him getting injured again right before training camp of the 21 season. So he has plenty of experience and all the faith of the coaching staff. We as fans just haven't seen him get able to play, but he's ready to go. He's, he's a leader. He's no longer the kid. He's now a veteran, even though eligibility wise, we haven't seen him in a long time. So many uh, great stories uh, about coach Mack. Uh, so interesting reading the comments from the people on the Sean McDonald coaching tree. Uh, uh, certainly uh, a lot of great comments and good stories by Chip Kelly uh, during that time. I uh, saw that YouTube clip of the championship celebration in the locker room singing the song. Uh, you know, that brings back so many memories. Sean started 1975. How many years have you been with Sean McDonald now at UNH, Mike? Well, in some way, shape or form, I was here for every game that he did. Uh, I was the radio announcer with legendary Jim Janot going back to Coach Mack's first game, a win at Rhode Island in September of 1999. In fact, I did a radio show in Concord when he was hired in April of 99. I remember calling him because he was, he was so down to earth. He said, Hey, what's up, Murph? Nice to meet you. My kids are in daycare. Sorry, I get, get your call earlier. And from the first day I talked to him till now, the his family is so important to him, always part of his decision-making. So I I've been blessed to be part of the ride. He said some very kind things to me in recent days that have meant a great deal which is something else because most of the time our conversations between the months of August and December were very brief, very direct. Uh, but he, under, I knew where he was coming from and he appreciated, you know, my small role in this. And uh, I never would have dreamed, you know, that, that UNH football would have been such an important part of my life, but it is, and it has been, and he's a big reason why. How about a coach Mac story? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's certain things about coach Mac, like, he is here like 24 seven, right? So he'll be in, I used to go down and have a question for him and in like the defensive coaches room, the lights would be out and they're watching film and I'd poke my head in. And sometimes he'd be asleep, just conked out in the chair and everybody else looks at me and goes, <laughs> because if I've been watching film for, and I'll come down 10 minutes later and look again, still kind of asleep. Then he'll wake up and go, what do you need? And it's like, he didn't miss a second. He goes right back to the previous clip. And they go moving along. Um, he, he's, I wish I had a pair handy. He leaves glasses everywhere. Well, nah, he has yes. about 40 pairs of readers. And he'll come into your office like a hurricane, drop it and leave. One time he grabbed glasses that weren't his and was wearing them around all day. And was like, gosh, I can't see a darn thing. And then finally the other coach who was looking for his said, coach, that those aren't your prescription. You know, right. like he, he just moves a million miles an hour. And, you know, one time he, he uh, fell on a scooter and he like skidded on a, a scooter ride. So like the whole left side of his body is like pretty well mashed up. He just kind of dusted himself off of some bandages, went to a lunch date. He had promised to be at a waitress comes over asking, hey, can I take your order? He removes the bandages like a big, Hey bud, can you take care of this for me? <laughs> so he's uh, there's a million stories and they're all true. Like this guy is the most authentic person. He'll see someone who's a swim recruit and immediately go, what, what hometown are you from? Oh, I, I know so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so from your high school. You want to play, you want to swim for this coach, Josh Wilman. He's the best. He recruits athletes for every team here when he walks to the building and he'll go see a women's soccer player in the weight room and say, Cheech, unbelievable game last week. Great job. Go get him again this week. He elevates everybody with his personality. And that's, that's truly the thing that uh, will be missed the most.
And you know, another thing I noticed with him, uh, we were fortunate to interview him on field a couple of years ago. And, and the fact is he keeps his ear to the ground. What's happening in the state of New Hampshire with football, with the local teams. I mean, uh, we obviously are affiliated with Exeter and, and Bill Ball. I mean, glowing comments about the ball program, the, the Blue Hawk program here and, and, and others throughout the state. And he keeps his, obviously his ear to the ground about any player that, that could help that Wildcat team. I learned a long time ago, Sherm, I'm glad you brought that up because I thought of another Mac story I'll tell in a moment, but I remember I always had to be ready Saturday morning, a team meal on the road because I'd have all the high school scores handy because coach Mac would kind of, everybody was quiet when he walked around and every so often he was the last one to get food. Every so often he'd sit at my table and all of a sudden he'd look, what are the scores from last night? How'd Exeter do? How'd St. Thomas do? How'd Dover do? How'd Concord do? How's, and I'm like, yep. And I had to know, right? Cause I, the first time I didn't know, he looked at me like, what's wrong with you? Um, which was a look I get quite used to with him. But here's my Bill Ball, Sean McDonald story, which you guys can appreciate. Coach would love to make things awkward. The year that, uh, I don't remember who, it was a Hall of Fame ceremony, and it was here at UNH. So Student Athlete Hall of Fame, might've been the year Ricky Santos went in, who knows. But I happened to be at a table with Bill Bowes, legendary UNH football coach, Bill Ball, legendary Exeter football coach, Coach Mack, and maybe a few other people, but I did not belong. Clearly I was in the wrong. I was like maybe the MC. So they needed to squeeze me in. So I'm sitting there trying to be quiet. Mac is working the room. Those other guys are sitting there. I say hello. And I kind of quietly drink my water. Mac sits down and without a second glance goes, coach Bose, can you believe Merce been talking so much junk about you? And <laughs> and I instantly froze and a ball stares at me, Bo stares at me. And Mac, uh, so yeah, he, he, he's a, he loves to, he, great sense of humor. That guy. I love it. I love it. Yeah. But you know, those two coaches, uh, Bose and, and coach Mac, I mean, and you throw bill ball in there. There, there's so much alike. They're focused. They're the old school football coaches. And I want to talk more about that on my two minute drill, but that that's what really makes them special. I mean, to me, they're focused and they know what they want and, and their aim is to get it. Sam, you wanted to jump in? Well, I was just going to, I'm just going to, this is kind of an out, out there question. Uh, next season, first game is uh, coach Mac going to watch the game on TV, be in the stands or be in the press box. Oh, what a great question. What a great question. I think he, he will be at the stadium somewhere. Somewhere. He might be probably in the probably in the dungeon, right? And he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't sit in one place for long. Oh, yeah. Guys no. so okay. much energy. You, come, mm. like, you know where you'll find him all winter is, is bat, men's basketball, especially, but women's basketball too. You go to some basketball game every media timeout. He'll go from this section, then he's at that section. He's talking <laughs> to people. You know, okay. I'll, I'll give a suggestion. I think Coach Max should be in the Service Credit Union Victory Club. There you Pops, go, alums. Donors, because wouldn't you grab your wallet and throw money in this guy's hand to help the <laughs> facilities? I, I think he's got so much more to give. Oh, he does. I know. Program going forward. And, well, you think you yeah. think about also what, for example, what Jerry Friel did um, after his tenure as basketball coach. Uh, he did an awful lot of alumni work when he was finished. I'm with you, Sam. I've suggested that to people, and you're somebody who remembers what that was like. And just the idea of playing golf with important people. Coach Mack likes to right. play golf. Yeah, he'll play okay. golf. I'll tell you that right now. I, mm -hmm. I offered to bring back our radio show to him, and he goes, "How much does it pay?" 
So <laughs> Mac is looking for that next opportunity. Can I squeeze in one more? I don't know. Does he, does he know what a pod, does he know what a podcast is? He does not. He does not. But if you put a headset on him, he'll entertain the world. The other Bill Ball story, and I'm going to get it wrong. Maybe Coach Ball will fill in. Is one of Coach Mac's sons going into high school was playing a good. You know, they're both great athletes. One played basketball here. One played baseball at St. Michael's. So I think it was, well, I forget which one doesn't matter. Right. There was a family vote to what high school this son should go to. And coach Mack wanted him to go to Exeter and play football for coach ball. And so he voted Exeter will move because they live in Durham. The other three votes were stay here and go to Oyster river. So uh, <laughs> Mack was outvoted by the family, but he really wanted, that's how much respect he has for, for coach ball. There you go. Well, Sherman, I, Sherman, I certainly want to wish, uh, Coach Mack, all the best, and I'm, I'm sure we'll see him at some point next fall. Uh, well, I was just going to say, like like Mike just said, when he comes into the press box, he's there for just a few seconds. You turn, and he's, he's gone. He's on to the next next booth yeah. over. And it's really nice to know Let's, he's not going anywhere. He yeah. will be part of UNH for a long time to come. Let's shift gears, uh, because now, Mike, it's I'm sure it's uh, something you're involved with and involved with as being part of the athletic administration. Um, the uh, moving on of athletic director Marty Scarano. Can you give us an update there? Yeah, that was, you know, poor Marty Scarano is, is thrown to the back burner here after his 22 years at the university, thanks to Coach Mack. But um, Marty's been my boss for 12 years now. He brought me into the office one Monday morning to say, hey, I've talked to you really quickly. And I thought it might be something about Coach Mack. The football season had just ended. It was the Monday after the main law. So we all feel kind of down to begin with. And Marty says, I want to give you a heads up that next Monday I'm announcing my retirement. And again, it's one of those things you talk about, you know, when is yeah. Marty going to leave? When is Mac going to leave? You never want him to leave. You know, at least in my case, I'm sure as an athletic director, there are detractors that comes with the job, but I can tell you from knowing him professionally and per personally, he's been the best boss I've ever had, always had my back. And to have that secret for a week was, that was a long week because mm -hmm. nobody saw it coming. We had a staff meeting the following Monday. And once you announce these things, you have to have the press release ready. President Dean's email has to be ready to go out. So there's a lot of prep going into it. And it was surreal uh, to have to make that announcement. And it's still somewhat surreal because Marty's here and he's going to be here through the end of the academic year, wants to be a part of, and I hope he is part of the search for a successor. Because during his tenure, Wildcat Stadium was built. The video board at the Whittemore Center. You have the updated track and field, the lighting at the stadium, the, the up-and-coming soccer facility that's almost ready, mm -hmm. uh, the elevation of our programs, the academic success of our athletes. And he has been right in the thick of it. So it's going to be a new era. And uh, I hope whoever comes in next, hope they like me. Uh, but I, I hope it's somebody who can – Take us, take us to the next level, and I, I want to be part of that ride too. There's no. Way. What about what about? I was just going to ask about procedure. Is it is do you do you hire a consultant? I'm sure there's a committee been formed. Is there a national search? How's that going on? So President Dean will spearhead the search. So it comes outside of athletics. That's you know maybe the board of trustees involved. So I don't know specifically, but I do understand there will be a national search. Yes, uh, a search firm. I suppose is the right, you know, or an agency you see it all the time. And yep. I don't know if it's even just a consultant or an actual firm, Sam, because okay. I, one person suggested to me the next athletic director at UNH 
is somebody who doesn't even know she or he is the next athletic director at UNH. Mm-hmm. I, when I say that, you announce someone's leaving and there's a lot of people jump in. Hey, I want this job. I want that job. But that isn't automatically the right person to take the job. Maybe it's someone who's very content as an athletic director at a sitting, sitting athletic director at an institution that has FCS football or college hockey or successful sports or who knows. That's what the firm decides. They look around, find what does UNH stand for, who would fit that kind of uh, school, and then they reach out. Hey, guess what? There's a school called the University of New Hampshire. Let us tell you about it. And then that person goes, oh, all right. This is Lincoln Riley being called by – no, not quite Lincoln Riley being called by USC to show up on a plane. But I think you don't always want the person who's most available. You want someone who is the best fit for what you're trying to do. Who that is, where they are, I don't know. But, hey, Mike Murphy, please keep me when you get here. Hey, you <laughs> I have I have no feel no fear that they'll they'll, they'll not get along with you, my friend. You're you're you're, <laughs> you're one of the best people we've dealt with, and 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 I just you know it, it would be the wrong person if they hired that guy that says you're out. Believe me. So you're, <laughs> well, thank you, sir. You're, you're I, staying. I will put this to bed as well. Those are kind comments, so thank you. People have said, "Are you going to retire next?" And I said, <laughs> "In my case, it's called termination." And there'll be fewer retweets <laughs> if it happens. So I'm not planning to go anywhere here. The phone still works. So Zalatan, I'm good. Tish isn't going to let you retire this early. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I'll, believe you me, I'll find something else. But I think, I think as far as the national search is concerned, I think you said it earlier in one of your comments, Mike, is that uh, probably the number one job uh, of a new athletic director at UNH is someone who is going to do it the right way. I think that's probably the most important factor or uh, uh, credential that someone who comes in next. Yeah, I think that's true, Sam. But I also think it may not be, uh, at least in my career, I won't see it. Marty Scarano is here for 22 years. I don't think the next athletic director is likely to be here that long. I don't know if Marty even thought he'd be here that long when he took the job back in 2000. But maybe it's somebody who says, okay, next five to seven years, I will do this, this, and this, so I could go on to the power five or someone with ambition. But to have the, these two careers end almost simultaneously, it's not a coincidence. You know, I, I think Marty made the call first to make it easier for Coach Mack, who, if he was hedging, realizes those two guys are very close. Going out together probably wasn't the plan necessarily, but if that's how it plays mm-hmm. out. I think it's appropriate. Well, synergy between the AD and also – the coaching staffs, whatever whatever sport it is, that's, you know, you've seen it. It worked with those two guys in particular, and it has with others, uh, Dick Umelli and others that have been part of the UNH family over the years. So that's, that is important. Whoever they hire has to come in and be part of the family. And, that's, yeah. that's And it's encouraging, Sherm, because some people say, well, why would you hire a head football coach before the next AD? It should be the AD's hire. But look what happened with Coach Mack and Marty. Mack was here before Marty Scarano. Marty did not hire him. They became close when they worked together and had that amazing run of success. So that's the hope. Rick Santos is here. He's the head coach. There'll be a new AD to work with him and find that vision, but there's no reason to believe they can't work lockstep and bring you an age to even greater heights. Well, I had, uh, it's been a busy start to the holiday season. And then the third element that came up is the soccer team. The UNH Wildcats soccer team, Mark Hubbard's the Wildcats men's soccer team did New Hampshire proud, got into the sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament, and they went down swinging. 
to the number one seed, Oregon State. I watched that game on the Pac-12 network. And I'll tell you, they, they played their souls out and uh, hearts and souls out. And kudos to Exeter's own Jake Gould, captain for the Wildcats, and, and uh, would probably be his uh, last game as, as a Wildcat. So um, just give us a feeling for what the tournament and, and the team itself. Here's the third story we talked about, and any of the three would have been the biggest story of the year had they happened separately. But the fact that there's all in succession that after Marty Scarano's retirement, uh, UNH, well, first UNH soccer beat North Carolina four to one handily, you know, from the ACC at Wildcat Stadium to get into the Sweet 16. Then you have the Marty Scarano retirement news. Then they go, you, that men's soccer team goes to Oregon State on the New England Patriots charter plane the day after Thanksgiving to play in that Sunday night cool. game. Uh, uncharacteristic breakdown allowed one goal but virtually the rest of the game unh was the equal to the number one team in the country but scoreboard is what it is and they lost and there was no hey we're proud to have gotten this far it was the opposite you know mark hubbard's program expects to be winning those type of games they were top 10 in the country all year long one lost zero regular season games unfortunately lost the america east championship game still had the where the record to earn the buy in a home game, which they proved the committee was right by beating North Carolina by three goals. And then, yeah, they were right there. So a tough loss, great story. Unbelievable that we've come to expect this, the crowds, the energy, we're a soccer school. That's the joke, right? Football is going to get back to hockey, but we are a soccer school and we're proud to be. Well, again, uh, kudos to the team and, and uh, captain, Jake Gould, there's always going to be a Blue Hawk at heart, but uh, he had a great career as a Wildcat. Um, what's? I was just going to jump in, Sherm. Can I just ask how the plane came about, the Patriots plane? Yeah, how how did question. that? There's got to be a story. There, there. was so much hand wringing going on. Now, Brad Brown is my boss. He's a deputy athletic director, came from Army West Point, only been here since Labor Day. Feels like he's been here for 10 years because he's just an unbelievable, energetic young guy who's Marty Scarano's right hand man. And there was a time where charter jets kept canceling because, you know, here's the thing. It's the NCAA tournament. You beat North Carolina. Then you have to go fly across the country Thanksgiving weekend. There aren't that many. You can't fly a commercial to get to Corvallis, Oregon. You could have, but, and that was discussed. Imagine flying to Seattle, then getting in a bus to go six hours. Like they were trying everything in their, wow. in their heart to uh, get there. And then Brad knew somebody with the Patriots threw a Hail Mary to borrow a football term. And turns out one of the planes was available. The Patriots were home that weekend against Tennessee, I think. And so, you know, you work with the NCAA, which helps um, defray some of the costs. You say, well, if we fly a day earlier and stay in hotels and meals, and then long story short, that's how it came together. And the guys were thrilled. You're on a plane that seat, you know, 200 people, and there's about 40 on the travel party. Everyone got their own road. It was <laughs> It was really nice to see not only the plane, but the Patriots and the Revolution saying, go get them. You know, UNH men's soccer was the region's team and had the backing of two of the most iconic brands um, in, in, excuse me, in New England. So it's an experience those who were part of it will never forget. Well, Kraft family, uh, obviously, uh, they've got a lot of class and they, uh, they're, they're New England, no doubt about it. 
they'll do anything for anybody in New England. That's 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 that was really special. I have to admit, when I saw him boarding that plane, I thought, yeah, that's 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 that just put icing on the cake. You know, well, bring us up to running speed of what's happening with the winter sports uh, for the Wildcats. Sure, winter sports season is underway. Our men's basketball team is out to uh, an amazing run right now. Uh, they've won four straight games and are just kicking butt. And so if people haven't gone over to London home gym yet and heard about it. Uh, they will. I mean, the, the idea of Jaden Martinez has become one of the true standout players in UNH. I know what um, that noise was. <laughs> I won't even tell you who did it. He has uh, an M&M machine on his. On his yeah. I got a few extras here. So as I said about the person uh, who's responsible, who never remained nameless. The name came up that sometimes comes in like a hurricane and you never know. Do you so, leave his glasses? Uh, yeah, the Seacoast Sports Forum in Exeter. They're going to know it. Bill Ball is going to hear about this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. We interrupted. We were talking about. Yeah, so, I mean, men's women's basketball season under men's women's hockey. There, there's a ton going on. Gymnastics are getting started. But if, if you want to talk about team, again, basketball, to borrow a phrase from Bill Herrian, who always says that we're really good. Like, I think this team is deep. They're about nine deep. So some guys are frustrated they're not playing, but they're healthy at the moment. The only games they lost were to Marquette and Providence. Both were games UNH had the lead in the second half against Big East. So these non-conference games, beating Holy Cross, beating Quinnipiac, beating Central Connecticut State, they have a trip coming up to Duquesne. And then when we get back from Christmas, it's conference play. And they were picked third in the preseason poll, but there's every reason to think that might be underrated. Who is number one? Who is preseason pick number one in the conference? Yeah, Vermont, Stony Brook. You know, the, the same suspects <laughs> that have done it before, which is understandable. You you give them the credit, but UNH has to prove it. And uh, that these guys understand the expectations. You know, there's a veteran group. Guadarrama and Martinez are two, but Chris Lester has been there a long time. Josh Hopkins, the two guys last year, Blondo Chiquenio and Nick Johnson, they won like Rookie of the Week award week after week last year. And then Nick got the Rookie of the Year honor. So there's so much experience that uh, there's, they're not worried about where the coaches picked them in the poll. This is a team that has expectations. And you guys are well aware from the high school world, once you start getting people in that gym cheering for the same team, there won't be a better home court advantage in that conference. You're going to be busy doing hockey uh, on the network and uh, tell us a little bit what's going on there. I mean, the network is, you know, hockey games on the radio network and, you know, coach Sousa's team's been battling along and we've had, you know, a big game against BU the other night that we came a goal short. The only thing that's been missing is a consistent goal scoring, but that's coming. Um, and once that's there, we'll be ready to go by mid January, February uh, for, for a nice run because the defense has been terrific goaltending Mike Robinson, hockey East goalie of the week, back-to-back weeks. So he seems to have found his solid footing and it's exciting times. You know, this time of year, it's good to be inside watching sports because the out- outdoors will be kind of problematic for the next several months. And here in the state, we're having some issues with COVID. Are there any changes in the protocols there at this point? No, oh, the, the, the masks are required indoors at yeah. all of our events. So anybody who hasn't been here yet, keep them on when you come, please bring the mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're actively eating or drinking, you can take it off to take a sip or eat it, bite your hot dog. But we're really, this UNH is well aware COVID is here and it hasn't left. Um, we're glad it's not as strict as it was last year when the athletes played without fans. So we're hoping that as people continue to be immunized and the booster shots and numbers hopefully start going this way, that um, we can loosen some of those restrictions. But uh, we're lucky that we've, I feel fortunate anyway, that we've had no interruptions, few interruptions certainly has happened. Our women's basketball team had a game at Brown 
postponed because of Brown had too many positives. So it's still part of our lives. And when it happens, I think the sports medicine people here have dealt with it tremendously. Uh, President Dean's leadership has been huge during the last couple of years. And Paul Dean as well, who's the chief of police and in charge of, you know, safety on campus. So we keep testing. You guys know I got my test kits right here and we do our best to keep everybody safe. Sam, two minute drill time. What you got for us? In basketball this year, just to alert some fans who follow it regularly, there is a little bit of a change in the schedule in that the season is starting on December 10th, which is about a week early, a week to 10 days earlier than usual. And the season is going to end about 10 or uh, two weeks earlier. It's going to end on uh, February 2nd this year. So teams are going to be playing three games a week this year. Traditionally, they would play on Tuesdays and Fridays, but most teams are going to be playing three games a week this year. So we're going to see how uh, that is going to uh, work around the state. Everybody's going to be doing it, but it's going to, I think, going to make for some uh, really more competitive games. I think playing three games a week is going to be a real change uh, in high school basketball around the state this year. So I'm interested to see how that works out. Quite follow up from Mike. Do you know if uh, the basketball will be at Lundholm this year for the NHIAA? That is the plan. As it turned out, that week was available. Now, if they continue, meaning the NHIA continues with this schedule going forward, it may be more problematic if our men's and women's basketball teams are home. But as the schedule worked out this year, I would expect, as we talked today, that is going to happen at Lundholm, Jim. Two-minute drill for you, sir. Anything you like to throw on the table? Well, unlike the M&Ms that were thrown on by somebody we talked about today, uh, truly, truly a great. I, I just want to say, if anybody, this community has been better because of what Sean McDonald has meant to the University of New Hampshire. I know I've taken some of the instructions he's given to his athletes and put it into my own personal life, my work life. So if you see him, just thank him. Uh, I know it's hokey, but I'm glad he went out on his terms after just a few years ago and that health scare. Uh, it was a dark time. This I feel good about because he made the decision. He still has the support of all the alumni and the people who go to the school. And uh, it's it's forever a Coach Mac world. And I'm glad I'm living in it. I'm, I'm going to cap it off on my two minute drill saying basically Coach Mac, an example of the and the epitome of uh, the old school X's and O's coaches. You know, they love the sport. They love to teach it. They teach young student athletes to take pride and, and, and they take pride as well in seeing that development. Um, Coach Mack style to build a program for the long haul, leave a legacy of young men who've got just a little something extra out of their academic time at their respective school. And in this case, obviously UNH. Uh, Coach John McDonald, an example, someone who stays the course. He, he wasn't looking for the next coaching opportunity, he, he was happy to make his mark in one locale. And at the end of the road, look back at, at giving his all to the group of players that he asked to do the same, just give their all for the program. And that, that I think we've seen that over the 23 years. So job well done, Coach Mack. Enjoy your retirement. Stay well. Uh, I, like we've said earlier, we know we'll be seeing him around Wildcat Stadium for the years to come. And, uh, holidays coming up soon you got all your christmas shopping done mike uh <laughs> you got me i got i got some time right mrs murphy better not be listening or watching <laughs> sam uh what about you you're all set for the holidays 
Oh, raring to go. Just ho right. hopefully no snow. That's what I'm rooting for. Yeah, well, it may, may or may not happen. We shall see. Well, I, I think we uh, will adjourn, gentlemen. Uh, thank you to our special guest today, Mike Murphy, the Associate Athletic Director for Marketing and Communications. Put that out, German, for uh, the UNH uh, Wildcats. And, uh, you know, it, uh, it. I just want to wish you and your family and uh, our friends in, in the Wildcat family uh, have a safe and healthy and a real happy holiday season. Sherm, Sam, Sam to you guys. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Enjoy your holidays. Well, thank you. And on behalf of Sam, Mike, Sherm Chester, wishing you the best holiday season and join us for our next edition of the Seaco Sports Forum. Be sure to subscribe and hit the bell to get notified about new episodes of the Seaco Sports Forum. Follow the Sports Forum team behind the scenes on our Facebook and Twitter pages. This is Sherm Chester inviting you to join us for the next edition of the Seaco Sports Forum.